Please won't someone tell me I'm okay. Hi, and welcome to Tell Me I'm Okay, a show for your inner scaredy cat. I'm your host, Andra Whipple, and on this show, we tackle all our biggest and smallest anxieties through learning. Every episode, I ask an expert on something I'm afraid of to come discuss my fears and tell me whether or not I'll be okay. And today, we're talking about something I have anxiety about every single day when I take them. Drugs! The big pharma kind. Those other ones, that's a whole other episode. And of course, as always, in addition to the expert, I'm bringing on a very fun friend who shares my fear. Today, it's my very first friend ever, my brother. He's an engineer, not a comedian, but he does make me laugh a lot at Thanksgiving. Hey, Lucas. Only at Thanksgiving? Yeah, well, Thanksgiving is when you're the the biddiest and the wittiest. I see. Very well. Well, the big reason I brought you on today is because, like, a big dynamic in our family, for us as siblings, but also, like, everybody, our aunts, our uncles, every person who's listening to this podcast right now, in other words, um, (laughs) a big dynamic in our family is that we're always, like, discussing the medications we're taking, the conditions we have, the side effects we have from them, and, like, whether or not we should all be, like, we're always comparing notes, (laughs) In a very weird way. You got to know that you're on the best stuff, you know? On the best stuff. I think the thing that I'm most worried about that I want to know most from the expert is like, I'm always afraid I'm on too many drugs. Like, I don't know how many is enough or too many. And like, I'm always afraid I'm taking too many over-the-counter drugs at once. Like, do you have that? Yeah, I do. Um, I have definitely worried that like, I'm going to have some in like gonna have some interaction between the Sudafed that I'm taking to keep my nose from exploding when I go scuba <laughs> diving and like you know some antidepressant or that the if I have a beer with my uh antidepressants it's gonna uh basically make me either pass out or not feel anything so yeah like they don't tell you I I like when I learned that you could overdose on like a very small amount of Tylenol or when I learned that there's certain medications that you can't have grapefruit with. Like I'm not eating a lot of grapefruit, but I was like, what the fuck? That's like very left field. What is that? Like an NSAID inhibitor? I made those letters up. No, I don't know why. I don't know why you can't have grapefruit, but you can't. And I think that's important because a lot of people drink that trendy cocktail with grapefruit juice in it. And that's bad. Is that a French 75? <laughs> no, it's a Paloma. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, I feel like I should know what a French 75 is. I don't know how much grapefruit is either. So, like, I'm spewing nonsense right now. But, like, when I heard that, like, I had a Paloma once and it didn't kill me. But, like, what if it had? And I I really think about that a lot. (laughs) What are they going to put on your gravestone? Died because she didn't pay attention to which fruit? Yeah, died because she ate, like, the trendy charcoal ice cream. And it turns out that charcoal absorbs all the medication in your body. And so none of it works anymore. Like... There's too many factors, and I feel like I can't do it right. What would your life look like without drugs? I don't know. I'd maybe, I don't know. I would have high cholesterol. Oh, yeah, man. High cholesterol. Oof. And, like, I don't even know, like, sometimes when I go to the pharmacy, like, I don't, I, I feel like if I tell them everything about myself, it's, like, too much. I don't know how much to ask the person or, like, how much they care about, like, all of the supplements that I'm also taking. And I just like, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know how to ask. I feel very nervous asking anything of anybody in any public situation. So I just, I just. What if they think you're stupid? What if they think I'm stupid? So instead I made a podcast where the whole premise is that I am stupid. (laughs) And that's like the point of this whole thing is that I am too afraid to ask 
people face to face in my own life. And so I have dressed up an entire Zoom call and I've gotten my whole family involved and many of my friends. And we're doing this whole thing just because I lack bravery. (laughs) I love the veneer of uh, professionalism you've put over your uh, just crippling anxiety. I mean, to be fair, we're also attempting to monetize my crippling anxiety so that I can pay for more things to handle my crippling anxiety. Man, I don't know if there's a... Uh, that feels like a very, very 2020 <laughs> thing to say, perhaps. Okay. So while we're in an apocalyptic mood, uh, so let's talk to the pharmacist. We're going to talk about how much medication is too much medication, supplements, prescriptions like antidepressants, over-the-counter medication, and even how all of those things interact with pot. Exciting. Okay, I think it's time to bring on our expert. She's been a pharmacist for 14 years, working for small clinics for uninsured and underinsured patients, a clinic serving HIV AIDS patients and transgender patients, and a large hospital network. And today, so that she can be super real with us, our expert pharmacist has decided to use a pseudonym. So we're going to call her Penny. Hi, Penny. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. We're so excited to ask you questions. My pleasure. Always glad to impart some of my student loan information. Um, okay. So, I mean, I feel like my first question, I have so many, but like my first question is something we were talking about in the, in the beginning of this was like the feeling of like, I'm always afraid I'm taking too many medications or like, you know, it's very overwhelming. Like, and like, obviously I'm, I'm not taking medications that my doctor doesn't know about, but still it just feels like I'm overwhelmed at the thought. So I'm just wondering like, what, what is your, what is your take as a pharmacist, as a medication expert? on like what role medication play should play in a person's life. So that that's probably one of the most common questions or concerns that I get from people, whether um, it's an 18 year old or a 75 year old or five, you know, medical issues or a hundred. Um, they're always concerned that why am I taking this? Am I doing more good than harm? Am I, um, yeah. am I using one medication to treat the side effects of another medication? Um, so that's super, super common. Yeah. And so, um, my reply to that is always going to be, is the potential of, is this either side effects going to be bad or, um, am I using too many medications? If I take away this medication, if I stop taking away the medication, is the effect of that going to outweigh the benefits of Mm -hmm. having that condition? So common use is going to be diabetes. Well, what if I just try really hard and exercise and, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Well, statistics show that people do not make it on their own, um, Mm -hmm. successfully with diabetes. It just does not happen. Your pancreas just gives out. And it's not a shortcoming. It's not a fault. It just means that something is not happening the way um, maybe more than 50% of the population is. It doesn't necessarily mean something is broken (laughs) or you're doing something wrong. It just means something is not happening in the optimal way that we'd like it to. So if a medication can help... Why not take it? And that's not a redundant question. That's not a a rhetorical question. If there are reasons to not take it, don't take it. But that's that's a discussion you need to have with somebody who knows more than like Dr. Oz, maybe. I hate Dr. Oz. He's my pet peeve. Speaking of, you know, medical experts, how seriously should we take the anti-psychiatric opinions of uh, L. Ron Hubbard? (laughs) <laughs> um pretty seriously because when you're drinking the juice that's hard 
um, he probably sounds like an expert. Um, (laughs) In seriousness, though, a lot of people have concerns about like mental health. Yeah, um, we both uh, have been on and off of of antidepressants. And like, Mm -hmm. I've thought about it a lot. Like, I have had severe side effects on some of them. And it it is an overwhelming decision because there's so much stigma against them and so much of this feeling of just like, well, don't take them. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, furthermore, there's always the fear that uh, the impact of the medication is erasing some, you know, element of your personality that makes you who you are. Yeah. Um, the 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 kind of chemical nature of consciousness and of being alive is um, a little bit scary when you start to realize you're meddling with it at a you know at a chemical level. Yeah. So, um, mostly to address the use of any kind of mental health or psychiatric medications, um, there are five million jillion medication choices out there so what works for you is not necessarily going to work for somebody else but the um it's kind of a um it's a catch-22 because the chances of you being put on medication a i don't feel good i feel anxious whatever the reason has been being put on medication a and having that medication a be the first one to work for you the chances are not i will i would say they're somewhere around 50 percent yeah. Because you may feel better, but you may feel like there's room for more better. Okay? Yeah. Do you add on something? Do you just learn to accept how much better you feel? Or do you not feel better at all and change to something else? But I will tell you, that's I think that's the that's a, a benefit is that there are so many options out there. You don't have to settle for, this isn't 1970s and there's only Prozac. And you either succeed at Prozac or you fail, period, and you continue being miserable. So if you think one medication is not working out for you, please have that conversation with your trusted professional. There are many, many, many alternatives out there. And to address that, that you use the word stigma. Um, There is stigma, um, but mostly, I mean, as with most stigmas, it's self-inflicted. No one should... (laughs) You don't need to tell anybody, but your your trusted, you know, circle, um, if you are or that you are taking a medication. And so, if you choose to take something and you feel the stigma, I think that's part of the overall mental health process. If yeah. something is helping you, it is helping you. Period. Like, you know, a lot of people use the analogy of a broken bone. You wouldn't expect your ankle to heal itself by itself with no help. You know, and sometimes life, I I think I I almost feel like it's it's too simplistic to say that life can get really hard. And we know that from the past 18 months, if you need a little bit of help, why not take that help? Who likes feeling like shit all the time? I think, well, I think what's funny about stigma for me as a, as a, professional comedy person I feel much more stigma about deciding to take cholesterol medication than I did about taking antidepressants (laughs) because like the antidepressants like everybody I know is on them or like going on and off them and trying to find the one that works and it's like a it's very funny how the stigma changes according to the culture because for me it's like oh prop and Prozac no big deal but but taking cholesterol medication made me feel very uncomfortable for a long time (laughs) And that's because your community, the, the, the network that you interact with is more open about taking yeah. 
mental health medications. And that's, you know, it maybe we need to turn it into a joke like, ha ha, I'm on yet another medication. Maybe that's the first step to taking away the stigma and having it be an actual conversation amongst your friends and family. I mean, I feel like something Andre, that would be... What, Lucas? Oh, I was just going to ask if you ever worried that any medication you're on is going to make you not funny. Uh, I When I have gone, decided to go on antidepressants the 17 times I've tried, uh, I have been so low and felt so bad that honestly, it has been like not even a question about like, I, like I've so far from funny, but then I will take them for a while and then I'll be like, am I still fun? like, am I funny? Am I creating? Like, I, I'm never as worried about that as like, how am I going to possibly exist for longer? <laughs> For, for lack of a less terrifying way to explain it, I feel like. But a lot of people yeah. are. A lot of people even say to me, like, when I've said I'm taking them, like, oh, well, are you worried about that? And I'm like, honestly, I, I'm just, I'm, like, spending all my time being worried about whether or not I have cancer because I have such bad anxiety. So, like, bring it on, baby. <laughs> I feel like something, Penny, what you just said was, like, made me think about... Like, it must be helpful to be a pharmacist and be dispensing people's medications all the time for your anxiety, if you have any, because like you're seeing that, like, I don't know that people I know are also on, you know, cholesterol medication or whatever medication that I feel like bad about having to having to take. And I feel like you get the you get the view of knowing that, like, so many people are on these like medications that people might feel anxious about taking. Um... No, I don't get anxious about the medications that people are taking. I will. I, the only reason why I pause is because when I first started out as an intern, so in the state of California, you need 3,000 hours in order to be able to take your board exams. Uh -huh. So to get a lot of those hours, most people work um, either in an inpatient hospital or in a retail setting, like one of the major chains. Yeah. And one of the first things that smacked me in the face, like one of the first things I learned as a as a I don't dispense medications anymore, but as mm -hmm. that is how many people have herpes. Okay. And yeah. so that is, it, it was mind blowing. Like we're literally doling them out like candy. Mm -hmm. And so if people would have that same, um, it, this sounds so perverse, but have that same attitude. The people that you were laughing with, have going out for coffee with, having sex with, they can have both herpes and anxiety. And there mm -hmm. are medications that use both, that treat both of them. Not the same medication, but you can treat both of them. So you should. Like, everybody walking around has something, quote, hidden in yeah. their, um, in their, I don't know, chemical imbalance in their body doesn't work the way they want it to work. Um, and, you know, that can get to a philosophical question of like, well, how good is good enough? Yeah. You know, my quote cholesterol is high, my my this lab is high is low, my mood is low, but how good is acceptable to work? And some people do make that decision. I don't feel very good. I'm in a really anxious place. Um my, you know, the a grieving is not going progressing as fast as I wanted to. However, I know I could do better with medications. I'm going to choose not to. Yeah. And that's a decision you make and you 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 make and it's a personal decision yeah did you learn anything interesting about your community by when you were doing dispensing that i feel like is a trick question because that would assume that i have a community <laughs> and, and so um 
I think community, the the closest way to answer that is a geographic location. Yeah. I suppose that's what I'm asking. Yeah. 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 And so, um, most of my retail, like, like major chain dispensing I did in various areas of LA. And I will tell you compared to, um, without using specific city names, let's see, in an area where there are a lot of actors or aspiring actors, there's a lot of anxiety, mental health issues, things like that in a maybe um, uh, different community where there are um, an older population, there isn't as much uh, mental health medication being used. One thing I'm curious about is like, I... I sometimes have this experience because I have taken a lot of medications, different kinds of medications in my life. And I have this experience where like the side effect is not necessarily mentioned by the doctor or even the pharmacist. And like, you know, things like chest pain or like weird things. And like for me as a person with anxiety, that's like a problem. Uh, because if it starts happening, if I start having this, it's it's a, like a weird catch 22 too. Because like if I start, if I know about the side effect, I might start feeling it. But if I don't know about the side effect, mm-hmm. I'll start feeling it and not know what's going on. So like, um, so also, like, you know, is it a side effect or is it just that weak old burrito? Yeah. 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 Or yeah. like, even like sometimes with medications, I ha- I hear like, like one time I took a medication and the pharmacist was like, by the way, don't drink grapefruit with this. And I was like, yes. What? Like, uh, nobody's oh, ever said oh. that to me before. <laughs> Did you ask your pharmacist? A lot of times I'll be like, please tell me exactly what's going on. Perfect. What's Perfect. going on here. But I'm curious that like sometimes they just don't disclose that kind of stuff unless you're a person like me who is so like so primed to ask. So I, I, wa- I want to address many aspects of your question. Yeah. Sorry. I threw so, like a million questions at you at once. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, they're all they're all such such important things. Um, so. In an ideal world, the pharmacist or the physician, whoever is giving you the medication and saying, oh, by the way, don't drink grapefruit, mm-hmm. the um, that person should be able to have that conversation with you without you having that moment of panic <laughs> to be able to tell you, don't drink grapefruit because A, B, C, D, E. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but most of the time they can't because everything is um, micromanaged so much by the large chains Mm. that they simply, if they give you the extra 10 seconds, that means they fall behind and get penalized by the major corporations. Okay. And I'm not saying that to say that it's, it's okay. I'm saying that it's horrible. Okay. So my job right now, one thing I take away from that is like, Oh, if you can go to a private pharmacy or a smaller pharmacy, uh, non chain. Yeah. Yes. Except, they're all being bought out by the major chains. So the answer, <laughs> the easy answer is, yeah, of course, totally do do that. Um, but there, you know, that doesn't happen. My job right now. I'm sorry, I'm getting over a cold, and so oh, it's okay. my voice is horrible. your job right now. Is there something you can take for that? Oh. <laughs> I told Mervin that I'm going to hold off on the cough syrup until after we are done with recording. Uh, we appreciate that. Might have put a fun edge on it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that brings me up questions right about cough syrup. <laughs> it's is to say, it, I sit down one on one with patients, uh-huh. just me and the person alone, or the person and the spouse, or the mom or dad yeah. or whatever, and have that thirty minute conversation about all of his or her or their medications. How okay? does somebody get one so, of those? 
Oh, I know, I know, I know. That's a different conversation, okay. but yes. And so um, so you, that person should be able to tell you, this is the reason why I don't want you to have that, okay? Um, secondly, there are always reasons for those warning labels on your yeah. pill bottles and the... and the. Did that, did that pharmacist explain to you about the grapefruit? I think I, they said something about absorption or something, but I don't remember it, honestly. So, of course, and there you're going to continue living your life. If I order that grapefruit mimosa, am I going to die tomorrow? I just okay. decided I would never, ever eat grapefruit again. It wasn't a huge loss for me personally, as I wasn't into okay. it to begin with. Okay. But I was like, never again. Don't touch the stuff. Penny, I will confide in you that for some reason, neither my sister nor my mom like fruit at all, which I think is bizarre. It's a, it's a, a whole other topic. It's It's a whole other anxiety based topic. But yes, we don't uh, eat it. Already. So the the loss of grapefruit is is truly, you know, not at all a problem for her. Yes. See, you could do another podcast on that anxiety based fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I have fruit anxiety. I have to admit it. I, I honestly feel uncomfortable even saying the word fruit. It's a whole thing. I'm working on it with a therapist. <laughs> Okay. This is the risk you you run when you bring your brother on. Yeah, you do know all of the all of the weird secrets about me. But another thing that I tell my patients almost all the time, there are certain things you it they're not quote your fault. You blame your parents for them. They're genetic. Mm. And at that point you blame your mother or your father. <laughs> and then you wash your hands of it. That's it. This is fantastic. Yeah, we love I, to blame our yeah. parents. Yeah, no, I'm I'm loving this advice. Please continue. We do also have very strong genetic. Speaking of the cholesterol thing, I went into my doctor and I was like, "Look, every single person in my family has high cholesterol. What are we going to do here?" And she was like, "Well, you're going to do jack shit. You're going to take a pill." <laughs> yeah, but the pill does a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I I tried for years to uh, work my cholesterol down through you know better living, and uh, a better living is very difficult. Yeah, it it's is. not that much better. <laughs> yeah, and and B, like as soon as I started taking a cholesterol medication, the numbers were just fixed. Like it just mm -hmm. worked. It was kind of staggering, actually, mm -hmm. um, how effective it was. And so. And and that's a case for. It's not necessarily your fault or your weakness or your shortcoming. Um, it just doesn't work as well as it 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 if we wanted to and again uh so this probably 40 years ago there were no options you would have just been considered a failure if you tried to do better living and then your numbers did not get to where the, we want them to you would have just been, been yeah. considered a failure but now you tried it didn't it wasn't enough you took a pill there you go you're a success story right yeah yeah you're a success story lucas frame it and put it on your wall wow I don't, How does it feel? I don't think I've ever been a success before. Uh, I was not a success I, on the first cholesterol medications I took because they made me feel like I was being stabbed to death over and over again. But I think I have one now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> are, you, are you holding something back there? Well, this is this is um, this is a point of professional judgment uh-huh the whole point like I, I i feel as the the overarching the 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 three million mile up goal of my job mm -hmm. is to help a person with his or her or their situation yeah. whatever it is and so sometimes it means 
pushing pills. Sometimes it means encouraging you to change, mm-hmm. whether it's a behavior or the medication or a lifestyle. Sometimes it's just planting the seed in your head that, hey, Lucas, you are a success story. <laughs> you know? So whatever. So it's it's just... That's the in first my time mind. anyone's ever said that. <laughs> I was just going to say, we should isolate that audio for you and just like make it your fucking ringtone. I'd like this plan. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I, uh, professionally, it's to help you to win, whether yeah. it's on the first drug um, or the next drug, rather than, you know, hey, just tough it out. You know, who cares if you feel like shit on it? Yes, I'm very bad. I tough it out too hard a lot, and then it like sucks, and I eventually wind up changing it anyway. So, <laughs> um, I was wondering about. I have a lot of fears about over the counter medication, like as you should, right? I'm very That's fucking scared. <laughs> as you That's should. That's not what you want to hear on this podcast. <laughs> but I do think I'm fucking scared. <laughs> They're like. The first thing I heard about it was like, oh, actually, you can overdose on Tylenol super easily. And also Tylenol, like, oh, shred holy. your liver. And I was like, what yes. the ever-loving fuck? So for, the, like, the really common medications like aspirin, Tylenol, ibuprofen, things like that, mm-hmm. keep in mind that they were approved and um, began um, usage many, many, many decades ago. So if aspirin went up for FDA approval today it would probably not get approved. Ooh. So think of it that way. It's a, it's a lot of timing things. So Tylenol, just over-the-counter Tylenol, um, aspirin, those things are one of the most common reasons for overdosing, quote-unquote, in ER visits. Not, I mean, I'm yeah. excluding the IV drugs and things like that. Yeah, okay? but And so all those medications, accidents are overdose, yes, yes. And so if, you know, I don't, I don't um, um, volunteer this information but when asked, and patients, some some are brave enough to ask me, what do you take? What over-the-counter yeah, do you take on your own? And honestly, I don't take anything. And not and it's not because of fear. Okay. It's because um, most of the supplement things, um, when people say, oh, my coworker is taking this and this and this, and she said it's really great. What do you think? My question back to them is, what do you want them to do? Yeah. What do you want to take them for? And um Speaking about parents, like my mother will always say, so-and-so said this supplement is just so good. Uh huh. Good for what? What is it going to do for you? It's going to make and me like a better, an a better exactly. like spiritual being. She never being. has an answer for that. <laughs> and, it, and if you don't have an answer for that, don't waste your money. Well, okay. So there, if you had a headache, what would you take? Like a bad headache? It depends on what kind of headache. What? I don't for know me, what... <laughs> For me personally, I take ibuprofen um, chased down with the Diet Coke. Okay. That is a poor man's um, severe headache medication. Is the Diet Coke for the the Diet Coke? I just said, edit that out because I said a brand name, right? Oh, no, it's okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. Does does the Coke have any material uh, impact on the experience? Okay. So, um, Coke, Coke is. Caffeinated cola drinks are actually a good vehicle because one, it has caffeine. Caffeine is going to increase the absorption of a Mm -hmm. lot of things in your stomach itself. Secondly, um, that is really acidic. So it works to break down the pill itself. So you think about it, you have to swallow a pill. Um, Neither of you guys are old enough to remember headache powders. 
but way back they used to have like um, um, aspirin um, and ibuprofen in a powder form what? so you would get it at the uh, at the pharmacy in a little packet and you like would dissolve an it in water you would dissolve and just drink it and it, it absorbs a little bit faster ah, so, so the, not the not the applied directly to the forehead kind y- yes <laughs> and so it helps with the absorption a little bit and part of it is learning about your body. Like, do I have a tension headache? Do I have a, this kind of headache? And what works better? Tylenol works well for most, a lot of people. It doesn't work well for me. I use ibuprofen. Yeah. And as soon as I know that something is coming on, that's what I do. And, okay, that immediately made me think, Do I, should I take, <laughs> I think the answer to this is no. Should I drink Coke with all of my, all of my medications? No. No. Should I chug a lot of Coke every day? Would that be good for my body? Probably not. Great, especially the anxiety portion because the <laughs> caffeine can cause anxiety too. What's the ideal beverage pairing for all my medications? Yeah. yeah. No. How do I make myself perfect? That's what I want to know. Find Jesus. <laughs> You guys, I am so excited to tell you that this episode is brought to you by my friends at The Sketch School. Have you always been curious about writing sketch comedy? Have you written sketch comedy but want to learn more? Take a free sample workshop right now at The Sketch School. The Sketch School offers fun, high-quality comedy writing workshops accessible from anywhere in the world on Zoom. With expert instructors who have written for SNL, Key and Peele, The Tonight Show, Bojack Horseman, and more. Register for your free sampler workshop now at thesketchschool.com. And a special offer for Tell Me I'm Okay listeners, 10% off any workshop you purchase using the coupon code OK. That's the letters OK. Yay! So, okay, so you take ibuprofen. Are there other, are there over-the-counter medications that you would say, like, as a pharmacist, knowing what I know about drugs, I do not take this medication and I do not recommend it necessarily? Yeah. Yeah, but I could probably answer that question a little bit better if you narrow it down because go into your drugstore, see how many aisles of medications there are. It's impossible to like give any kind of meaningful answer without narrowing down like are you specifically looking for the fiber supplements or the sexual aid supplements or the immune immune boosters? I I would assume that you don't endorse like the truck stop pills, for example. (laughs) <laughs> you know, honestly, I mean, a lot of that stuff is preying on, um, on in an individual's uh, lack of self confidence. It's really a yeah. placebo effect, you know. And there, there is some, there is some, um, um, I guess, scientific um, basics, some, some support for those because. Why does um, ibuprofen work for a headache? Well, if it's an inflammatory-based headache, um, caffeine, you know, you have your root causes there. And some of those truck stop things are more vasodilators, meaning they'll open up your blood vessels. Okay. And so it'll help achieve or maintain an an erection. But what I tell people with prescription things, including like Viagra, if you're not attracted to the other person, no (laughs) amount of Viagra is going to make you attracted to. This isn't an attraction pill. This is a pill that opens up your blood vessels to make it a little bit easier to have an erection. I was not expecting such a stirring endorsement (laughs) of uh, truck stop pills. but I think it was like, they're not... They're not completely bullshit, but they're maybe. But they're like ninety five percent. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's five percent more <laughs> efficacy than I was expecting. Okay, you so know, like, but like if that's... you took, but if I mislabeled a vitamin, uh, like a immune boosting, 
you know, cold ease type thing yeah. and put that in, that would, you'd get close to a placebo effect as well. <laughs> I just want someone to so, sell me placebo effect in a bottle because I fucking know it works on me. <laughs> I want to yeah, buy I placebo effect. Go on Instagram <laughs> and find all those customized uh vitamin multivitamin in different forms mm-hmm. um ads and then buy several of them and <laughs> then you'll be perfect <laughs> they they are always advertising to me those guys there they know go. that i uh okay here's another one i'm really curious about like uh like things like a lot of people take like uh omega-3s or like fish oils or things like that like are those i've heard that those are like somewhere between good and expired bullshit um that is one of the few things that i think omega-3s um uh-huh. if you get it from a um um not uh, if you do it according to that bottle's directions okay um i think are a very reasonable over-the-counter choice okay they have a lot of good proven um benefits they are the omega-3s not necessarily fish oil because okay. if you are vegetarian, um, you may want to choose um, flaxseed oil. Yeah, I used to splurge and on so, flaxseed oil because I am a vegetarian. But I've I, lately I've just been hunkering go. down on the fish. It, 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 you have vegetarian options for most mm-hmm. anything, and so omega threes are used for every, everything from you know good appropriate fat metabolism mm-hmm. to high certain kinds of high cholesterol mm-hmm. um, um, to mood. And so uh, mood management, I guess, yeah. mood, lack of mood ability. The so fish get into your three, brain and they swim around and then they make you happy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Done. Thanks. Thanks for showing up, everybody. Yeah. Andre, you should really you should really go take that uh, pharmacologist uh, test. I mean, based on that answer, I really think that I would be an excellent guru. Like I would be a great like liar <laughs> about medication. <laughs> sure. Um, this has been awesome. I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm really grateful, uh, because now I feel every day when I take my fish oil, I'm not going to say to myself anymore, uh, Hey, maybe you're a dumb idiot for taking this, taking this fish fat. Uh, maybe it's actually good. That being said, do you need to splurge and buy the hundred dollar bottle? No. Okay. Absolutely not. If somebody is telling you our vitamin C is better than anybody else's vitamin C, and that's why we charge three times as much, uh, you take... should have a healthy amount of suspicion for that. And when people ask me, what brand do you recommend? Which brand should I do? Usually I say, go to your major warehouse distributor, buy what's in your price uh, budget. Yeah. Okay. Don't try to, don't. Don't skimp on rent so you can buy this specially formulated, um, you know, over-the-counter supplement. Yeah. Because keep in mind, none of them are FDA regulated. The major brands are going to be major brands for a reason. And as long as you follow the bottle's recommended dosing, don't think that, oh, it tells me two pills a day. So therefore, I'm going to take 10. Don't do that. Yeah, because the regulation, basically, the there's no regulation. So all you're counting on is like that the brand will look bad if you die. Yeah, kind of. Yes, <laughs> essentially. Yes. And at the same at the same thing, do you have a healthy diet mm-hmm. that has a regular, um, uh, a good source of omega-3s? You eat avocados, you eat fish, or you eat a lot of flaxseed oil. Do you have a lot of that already? Yeah, I do. Do you have any absorption issues in your stomach? No. Then you could probably get away without it. 
take it every couple once a and keep in mind um uh, these uh, supplement things like vitamin c uh-huh. compared to fish oil there's a difference in how long it stays around in your system a lot of people say oh you know it's hard for me i it's a, i remember like maybe a couple times a week or i don't take it seven days a week some of those things you don't need to if you take vitamin c and Oh my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to forget for the rest of the week. So I'm going to take a week's worth of, of vitamin C right now. That's bad. You're going to pee it all out and you've just wasted your money. Whereas certain other vitamins they're stored in your fat. So if you take it maybe 3 times a week, you just happen to remember 3 times a week, it's perfectly fine. What's stored in your fat? Um vitamin E is the most common one. Okay. So prescription strength vitamin E is one pill once a week. And so you think about that. You just need to take one pill once a week. So if you're using the -the over-the-counter one, you know, four or five times a week, most people are just fine on that. So don't waste your money thinking, oh, my gosh, if I skip one day of vitamin C, I will get a cold. No, that's that's, that's not the vitamin C fault. I do really want to ask. I'm very curious uh, about, like, how pharmaceuticals interact with, I think the two most common non-pharmaceutical drugs people take are alcohol and weed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, you don't get a lot of information about what, what that, like, it took me a long time to learn that like there were certain medications I shouldn't drink alcohol with. So what's your opinion about like the reactions between alcohol or marijuana and pharmaceutical drugs and what people should know about it? uh, So I'm going to give easy answers to those. Let's start with alcohol then. Um, there are certain medications, but very few, to be honest, mm-hmm. that if you take it, you will have a horrible reaction to them. Yes. Okay. And so those medications, outside of those um, limited number, having a glass of wine a week, is that going to kill you? Uh, no, it's not. The reasons why we say avoid alcohol, things like that, is because one, it, you can, people already abuse alcohol as it is you can create health problems with alcohol you can create health problems yeah and as and and when we're talking about weed um if you're using it in a way to um, help manage your anxiety Mm -hmm. help with chronic pain things like that sure okay but most people don't know how to do that and there's no regulation there isn't enough regulation so if you're going to get one um, cholesterol medication from your pharmacist it is regulated whether it's from a generic manufacturer yeah. a b c or d it you can rest assured you're getting the same thing you do not have that same confidence it could be some something that you know peter grew in his warehouse uh-huh. as opposed to something you know mary um, grew in her dad's basement Okay, there's no similarity between the, t- the, the two. The strains may be the same, uh-huh. but you're really having no, uh, um, nothing guaranteed. And the side effects of, you know, marijuana, if you don't, yeah. you, are you going to get the munchies on it? Are you going to pass out and not remember to take your medications at nighttime like <laughs> you're supposed to? There you go. But in general, I guess what, what that sounds like to me is, is in general, unless a pharmacist says something specific about it, marijuana is not is like is something that it's a it's a separate conversation as to whether or not it is really effective for you if it's really helping you but it's not necessarily going to interact in the same way with like your pharmaceutical medications um we don't know how it's going to interact okay because we haven't studied it right because of the inconsistencies the lack of um um 
the lack of stability and knowing um uh like like the the pedigree okay when you get this strain from yeah. this person it's always going to be the same it's always produced on the same circumstance because we don't have that consistency we don't really have a way of testing it scientifically yeah you know a lot of people a lot um if my patients ask me can i use cbd yeah what i will or, or marijuana what i will generally tell them is don't use it in a way that's going to harm you if you have asthma don't smoke it okay if, if you're new to it don't eat the whole cookie <laughs> you know things like that but there isn't there isn't a whole lot of um i can't tell you what it won't what it will do mm -hmm. um interacting with your medication with as much certainty as we do with you know medications interacting with each other okay well, that's really helpful. I really appreciate everything that you've told us today. It's of course. been very, very interesting. Uh, and thank you so much for being with us today, Penny. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it was fascinating. Very grateful for your time. I feel I feel actually really excited to get a headache because I, I do really want to try this Coke thing. <laughs> I know. It seems like it would be... Uh, it's going to make it a lot more pleasant to take. Well, it's also something that our mom has said to me since we were a child, for the record, is that is that Coke is good for headaches. And I, I, always I have never heard this. Her. She's well, you didn't talk to mom about being a hypochondriac as much as I did. It's something we I have feel in like common. you're shining me on. Is this you trying to get back <laughs> at me for just years yes. of, of gaslighting and misinformation? Yes, yes. This is me trying to get back at you for all the times you lied to me about all the things in the world, like that the white foam on top of ocean waves was whale sperm. That's kind of a this petty, pathetic thing to like, I've, I've been getting you good for years and you're going to come at me telling me to drink Coke like. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I do. I feel a lot better having talked to her because I feel like her whole kind of vibe and approach was very much like medication is to make your life better. If it's not making your life better, then it's time to have time to reassess it but like if it is you don't have to like spend hours tying yourselves into knots about it yeah and i i mean it's it is reassuring to hear a pharmacist discuss the fact that these are tools these are um things that when if there's something about your life that you want to be different you know there's a bunch of different ways to go about doing it and you shouldn't be scared of medication there's nothing inherently bad about medication you know the cholesterol conversation that we had i thought was kind of liberating you know yeah. she was like yeah you're not a you're not a failure you're just your liver i'm gonna say liver your liver bad it's i think it's it's bo bone 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 blood blood it might be blood, the bone blood, blood. yeah yeah <laughs> blood come from bone it it's in your it's your heart it's your heart your heart be full of of different blood that not not is good enough and cholesterol in blood blood there's blood and also cholesterol in butter but butter in blood there's blood in butter if you work hard enough <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking gross that was a bit <laughs> I know yeah that was that was a pretty good bit I'm pretty happy that with was how a that solid bit. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute of the bit, every minute of the podcast. This is a good fucking time. Thanks for being on the podcast, Lukey Dukey. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, if you need me to lie to you about more things, I'd be happy to come back on. <laughs> I'm going to read the credits now, which you are also in. Okay, we did it. 
today we got a prescription to chill out. I wrote that before the podcast started, so it's good that I actually got that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we did it. This podcast was produced by Mervyn Deganos, Lucas Whipple, my brother, my guest, uh, and me, Andra Whipple. Music by our parents, Gail and Tim Whipple. They make jingles and also sentient panic attacks like me. Sing us out, Mom and Dad. Please won't someone tell me I'm okay. Was that okay? <laughs> I think Big 20 might be it. Some things. Lucas can tell you about mechanical engineering all day. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a big difference between knowing and knowing enough to trick somebody that doesn't know. That's true. I'm very trickable. I'm extremely trickable. I don't even understand the gears on my bike. So, um... (laughs) you know, technically those are sprockets. Oh, just so you know. And that's a lie. Google sprockets. That's what they made in the Jetsons. (laughs) See, this isn't the problem. The problem with having a brother who is very smart about some things that I have no idea about, like engineering, is that my brother has lied to me my whole life as a joke. And so now I don't trust him completely when he says something. And so what you're saying is he's the root of all your trust issues. (laughs) I like to think I exist in this like superposition of truth and lies in Andre's mind. (laughs) And so at any moment, you know, regardless of what I'm saying, she's never sure. And that's a wonderful place to be as a sibling. And that's why she's it, it on took medicines. Until like, <laughs> that's why I'm on so many drugs. That's why I have so much uncertainty about the universe. <laughs> no, I mean, we now I mostly can tell, but not 100%, not all the time. I have Googled things you've said to me before. Did you Google sprockets? No, I haven't Googled sprockets yet. I'm, I don't know if I should trust you on that. That sounds too goofy. Uh, <laughs> It is what they made in the Jetsons, though. It... There were cogs <laughs> and pockets. So it was a lie. <laughs> no, I, that's what I said. I said that they made... Oh. It's a, it is, it also, but there's it's no sprockets on bikes. It's a real thing, and it's also what they made in the Jetsons, and their competitors made cogs, which doesn't it's make not, any sense because they're it's not, not the same on her thing. bike. <laughs> no, sprockets are on bikes. I like how we're okay. all becoming your sibling right now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah this is the dynamic this is the vibe we have going on yeah thank you so much benny oh wait i this is a completely unrelated question but can i ask you while you're here i'm just curious what- hey friends did you know you can find our show on social media you can follow us on twitter at tmiok podcast and you can find show notes for this and all our episodes at tellmeimok.com thanks for your support If you like the show, please share it with your friends or your enemies, really whoever, because the more listeners we have, the more great guests we can get to keep making episodes. Thank you so much. You're the best.